All right, here we are, ladies and gentlemen, for another edition of The Voice Report. And a happy new year, everybody. I hope everybody, again, is doing well and staying safe, practicing social distancing and washing hands. I am coming to you on location from Springfield, Virginia, the NIBC Invitational. My guest here today... One of the most decorated coaches in high school basketball. His name is Steve Smith. No, he's not to be confused with the many other Steve Smiths, including Stephen A. Smith, that political reporter, as well as the great Steve Smith of the Carolina Panthers. I'm talking about the Steve Smith from the Oak Hill Academy, one of the many great high school teams that are here this week at the Invitational Tournament, ranked in the top ten of the country once again, home to some of basketball's greatest athletes, and he joins us uh, now again on the line with us. Uh, unfortunately, we are, despite staying in the same hotel, which I cannot give uh, information of where we are, uh, Coach Smith has requested that we do this uh, from room to room. Coach, it's great to finally uh, talk with you here after all these years. We're f- you're finally here on The Voice Report. You're with The Voice himself. How are you feeling? And uh, boy, it's been a really uh, good couple of days since we've been down here in D.C., yeah, I appreciate you having me on your uh, podcast, Jacob. And uh, we've been here since last uh, Thursday. We got in Thursday evening, and of course the games went on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And we've had some good luck, and uh, been been happy to win all three of our games so far. We've got four more games to be played in the next seven days or so. So we're excited about uh, the rest of our games uh, that are coming up this week. This this is definitely been a different uh, season and a unique type of season for a lot of us. You haven't actually played, if I'm correct, since early, no- I want to say late November. You've been off all of December. How have you been uh, coping through uh, this pandemic? Yeah, we've uh, we had 13 games on the schedule uh, that we were supposed to have played up to Thanksgiving break, our semester break, and... Uh, we played seven of the 13, six of them got canceled. And then uh, I think our last game was around November 2021, somewhere in there. The kids actually went home uh, for about five weeks. We didn't practice, we didn't see our players. Our school was shut down. The uh, semester was over about three weeks earlier than normal because we didn't take any breaks, no fall breaks. Went to school on Saturdays and uh, our kids were in a bubble. They came to Oak Hill and uh, I think August 23rd, and they left November 23rd. They were there three months and never left campus. So uh, we kept our students in a bubble, yeah. and uh, our players especially. And so then we returned back, and we had about seven practices uh, last week and to get ready for the tournament up. I mean, not the tournament, but get ready for the uh, St. James event. And uh, so it's been a different year. We're usually playing. You know, we were supposed to go to Seattle in December. We were supposed to go to Phoenix. We were supposed to play in the Chick-fil-A. They all got canceled. Yes, uh, yes, of course. They're some of the best high school tournaments, again, yeah. uh, in the country, and that include you know, you mentioned Chick-fil-A, and I believe, if I'm correct, Phoenix was the uh, both getting canceled, I should point out. Not just the Hoopal West, which I know you usually play in every year. You also were supposed to play in Hoopal East in, Springfield, in, Massachusetts, in the other Springfield in Massachusetts, and that is such a big blow. Uh, with this pandemic, I've never, it's true, 16 years in this business, uh, 30, 33 years of watching basketball, I've never seen I've never seen anything like this before, whether it's high school, pro, or college. No, I haven't either, and I've been coaching at Oak Hill for 38 years. And uh, That was actually my next question. <laughs> hopefully we won't see this ever again. <laughs> so 30, so you've been, 
the coach at Oak Hill for 38 years. What has been some of the, um, you know, I, I, I want to kind of shift gears. What has been some of the best parts of the success that you've had at Oak Hill? Because there have been some great coaches in the high school world. Speedy Mars, Philadelphia, Bob Hurley, uh, St. Anthony's, Kevin Boyle, Patrick School, and now what he's done at Mott Verde. Um, just tell us about uh, what what you've learned in the 38 years you've been a coach. Yeah, I never envisioned when I came to Oak Hill in 1983 that I would, would have stayed there for my career. And uh, I was actually figuring I'd be there a few years, four or five years, and maybe move on and uh, coaching college, which I had opportunities to do, but I, I really enjoyed uh, the time that I spent early on at Oak Hill, uh, you know, with the staff, the administration, and uh, felt like I was a good fit for that situation as far as coaching, and uh, grass isn't always greener, and, you know, in coaching business, you bounce around a lot if you start moving in uh <laughs> Such as college level. Oh yeah, and I hear the grass is uh, pretty green at that's at Oak Hill Academy. I I, I was um, pretty much looking up your stats last night. You know when I got back to the hotel, and again that's where we are right now. Um, you know this is again we we had a little bit of trouble trying to get this podcast, but fur- furthermore, and I've said this a thousand times that it's 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 so good to see you. And you, you and I have known each other for many years, but you go back with my mentor, a scholastic play-by-play Jeremy Treatment, which we're going to talk about a little bit later on. Um, you started, actually, um, you're from Ohio. I never actually realized you were actually born. Um, yeah. in, in, and what part of Ohio was that? I was born in Alliance, Ohio, toward the central part of the state. Uh, a lot of my relatives live in Columbus area. My dad was from Ohio, and... Uh, he was a college professor and a coach as well, and uh, so I, I, you know, I was, I was staying in Ohio until I was about, I think we left when I was about six or seven years old. We moved to California. I oh. coached out at uh, Azusa Pacific uh, College. He was, when he coached in Ohio, he was at Malone uh, College, and okay. then he also coached at Taylor University in Indiana, gotcha. and then his alma mater is Asbury University, where I went to college. Uh, he finished up his career there, so... Uh, my dad was a small, what they call back then, a small college, which would be like Division Two. Oh, now. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, Absolutely. I, that's kind of how I got my start and how I got interested in coaching. And I, I heard, like I said, there were so many things uh, in that uh, Wikipedia. I think I want to say it was the Oak Hill website that I learned. You were a banker when you first broke into the business. You had, I, it says in the uh, Oak Hill website or on the website that you had – uh, you didn't think you were going to coach that long. It was a college friend of yours that said that had just got the job at Oak Hill in, in, in 81, 80, 80, 80, 81, I believe, and said that he wanted you to come with him. Yes. Yes. And his name was Larry Hogan? Larry Davis. Larry Davis. I knew it was a Larry. <laughs> it's a Larry. Larry and you Davis. know what? But he, and, and, and what, it, what was, uh, what intrigued you to being the, the team's head coach? In our, uh, we roomed side by side in college, and then uh, I was working at Second National Bank in Lexington, Kentucky, downtown. Um, been there a couple years, and uh, actually, when I came to Oak Hill and interviewed, I, I was just getting ready to be promoted into a, one of the loan officers there, and which was a pretty good job at the time. And uh, but I always wanted to coach, and uh, Larry Davis got the job at Oak Hill, wanted me to be his assistant. He ended up, I came down with Larry. 
left the bank, and uh, I was shocked. Yeah, the way I, you dress, the way you dress on the sidelines before COVID, you were the. I'm going to say this right now. First time I saw you, this guy coach. I'm thinking, my God, this guy should, is not a high school coach. He is too well dressed. He should be. He he's got to be a lawyer. He's got to be a banker. He's got to be a mortgage broker. He's too. He's None of no high school coach that I've ever known in the years I have been announcing or covering high school basketball dresses the way you dress. The stylish shoes, the sweater vests, the tight well, jeans. I'm thinking like, man, this this guy. It did not shock me when I found out you used to, you used to be a banker. <laughs> I had to wear a shirt and tie to work when I was a banker, so I kind of got used to that. But uh... but so now I I, I you know. We, we kind of go into the years that you were there, and there's official let, – let's – because you've been 38 years. How many NBA players have actually come through this program? Uh, I could be wrong, but it's, it's somewhere in the range of about 35 to 38 players. And, and you've had the opportunity to work with uh, some of the greatest names that have graced this sport, along with Carmelo Anthony. Ray John Rondo, Ron Mercer, Rod Strickland, Jerry Stackhouse, Sagana Job, uh, Steve Blake, uh, Juan Dixon, and um, you know, and then the most recent players of Cole Anthony and Kofi Cockburn, who's been dominating down in, uh, in the University of Illinois, and Cole's about to make a name for himself uh, with, I believe, the the Miami Heat. When you look back at all the players you've coached, what? Do you think they learned from you, and what do you think you learned from them? Well, hopefully, I, they learned how to play the play the right way and carry themselves the right way. And I'm big on relationships with my players, and feel like that's probably the thing I'm the best at um, in motivating my guys to play hard and play the right way and play together on the floor on both ends of the court. And uh, you know what you learn from your players is hopefully a mutual respect that you have and they have for you as well and you know I'm proud that on down the line when the kids leave Oak Hill and move on that I've you know I stay in contact with almost all of them we have a relationship still I know about their families they're they're old some of them are older now they have their own families and children and so forth and they'll follow them and they'll call me about job opportunities they'll call me about many things you know not just basketball so um if you don't have a relationship with your guys and uh, it doesn't continue on through the years, and I don't, I don't know why why coaches would not do that. It's, yeah, that's what's been worthwhile for me as a coach, and what I treasure the most is the relationships I have with my guys, and yeah, and, and vice versa. And it's just again the list goes on and on, and from Mello to Jennings to um, you know Zagata and. Um, and Strickland, who's now working in the G League, and yeah. again, it's just it's it's so many of them. I, I we could go on for hours, but we, it would be we'd be missing the national championship game that's tonight. I mean, there's just there's so much success that you've had, and so many different players again that you've had, and and you've been able to you know, and even um, the times you came down to Philadelphia, you were coaching Ty Lawson and Josh Smith. Yeah. You played in my good friend Jeremy Treatments. First of all, before we answer that game against Wade Ellington and Gerald Henderson, who were on the other team, um, are you a fan of uh, Scholastic Play by Play? Are you a fan of Jeremy Treatment? Sure, absolutely. What do you like the most about about him? I down to earth. Uh, I played a lot of his events through the years, and uh, we had some 
you know, he always has great matchups, and uh, I mean, we played uh, against O.J. Mayo in, in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. We played against, as you mentioned, Gerald Henderson, Wayne Ellington up in the Palestra. Um, so I, and we play, I played in his events in uh, North Carolina and Greensboro. Sure. So I've known Jeremy for years, and uh, he does things first class. Yes, yes, he does. He really, you know what? I've learned so much from him. Um, really, my I, I have always said I wouldn't be where I am if it weren't for him. I would not be sitting in this hotel room without people like him to motivate me and to say, you take no for an answer. You just keep pushing and pushing and pushing, and it's just you're still breathing. And, and, and again, he is an amazing man, and, and he's he's learned a lot from you. He always said to me that some of the best high school games we ever had were Oak Hill Academy, and you know, so uh, we move forward now. We talk about um, you know some of the big games. I guess you've you've ever uh, coached, and uh, what what were some of the most memorable games you had on the sidelines at Oak Hill? Yeah, we've had. Uh, of course, I've been there so long. We've had some great games and one versus two. Those kind of matchups. We played in uh, the Dicks uh, Championship, yep. been in the finals five. In New York. Yeah, we. I remember games with St. Patrick's when uh, Kevin had his best players with Kyrie and Michael Gilchrist and those guys and all the way back to Al Harrington we had a great game back when he had Al Harrington as well we played LeBron James uh, when he's at St. Vincent St. Mary's played them three years in a row sophomore junior and senior year uh, you know we, I, we just we, I remember the old Las Vegas prep classic which used to be the event uh, back in the 80s and 90s oh yeah, yeah, yeah. out there nine ten times been the, the Elani classic and yep in Hawaii sure we've been there ten times and uh, I think we've won it eight of the ten times so it's hard to pick out a game yeah 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 I can only the games that I most people remember is uh, LeBron and Carmelo going at it in uh, Trenton New Jersey oh, primetime shootout and I think that was if I'm correct I think Jeremy had a had a had a had a pull on that because Jeremy for years had been, at one point, I think it was considered a scholastic play-by-play event, actually, if I'm correct. It might have been. I don't recall. I actually believe it was, because he had always said to me that the one year we had LeBron, his senior year, which was coincidentally was my year, well, he had gone to I think, three times. And I think they might have considered it to be four because they had played down at the Sovereign Bank in Trenton at the primetime shootout, which, again, was the place to be yeah. back back then. And I just remember, you know, it, it, so many different stories because I'm probably one of the many people who would go to his – after his open gym – at like 9 or 10 in the morning, I would read the paper. Like we would all have the paper out. Every game we would ever look at, we would always see how Oak Hill is doing because we were such big fans of Oak Hill Academy. And we had never – we were trying to figure out about this like little 17-year-old named Carmelo Anthony. And we thought – we were just fascinated. And we, we, of course, we followed LeBron, but it's just – and I had, like said, Mouth of Wilson, Virginia, that's got and – and this is what's funny. I had thought Mouth of Wilson, Virginia was a fake address, um, which if you would tell us about um, what it's been like, you know, 38 years you've been down, you know, since 83. Um, when they say it is the middle of nowhere, it, it is the middle of nowhere. Talk to us about that. It's in the uh, very scenic rural in the Blue Ridge Mountains and uh... – I love living there. I live in a log cabin. But you live in North Carolina, though. You're actually um, on the. You, I remember the first interview I ever did with you. You told me that you live. It, you and your lovely wife Lisa live on the border in in Carolina. Yeah, I, I cross the border every day to 
go to work into Virginia, and I come back home to North Carolina. It's, it's about a seven tenths of a mile from my house to the state line. So. And you live in a log? And you, did you say you live in a? Cab- I live in a log cabin community, uh, gated community, about four miles from campus. And uh, of course, it was developed. It wasn't It wasn't there when I first got there. It was developed. Old late 1990s, and I moved in there in like 2004. I lived on campus in a house across the street from the gym for over 20 years, and then uh, we built the log cabin out uh, off campus. It's, a, it's an area called Deerwood Park, but it's when you've got deer, you've got all kinds of animals roaming. You got bears, uh, <laughs> a unique place, and then uh, but it's only four miles from school, so it's a, a quick drive in and out. And uh, I enjoyed the time I lived on campus. I was a little worried when we built a house that the players would go nuts because they always would hang out at our house and come over and watch games on the weekend. And if we weren't playing, and we we cook for them, have cookouts and whatever they eat brownies and you know how kids are at that age. Yeah. And, oh. uh, so we lived, moved off campus, and but it's been great. Uh, it seems like I'm a hundred miles away. The older you get, it's, it's good to get away sometimes. And uh, so I had that luxury of living in a, in, a, in a log cabin on a basically on a ridge I can see almost Boone, North Carolina, which is 40 miles away from my front front, uh, front deck. You've had, like I said, and, and just being, hearing all the story about, about Oak Hill, middle of nowhere, there's no, like, like, places to get something to eat. It's really, it's very seclusive. I mean, when you, I guess when you look back, has it been all these years in the middle of nowhere, in the, you know, like, in, away from society, has it been worth these last 38 years being able to say, I'm not just, a, you know, I'm not just a, a being a good high school coach, I'm a better person to all these kids? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great place to uh, raise a family, too. My, I have a son and a daughter there in their yep. 30s now, but um, they love growing up there, and it's a safe environment. Um, you know, like I mentioned, it's, it, they used to be, Mountain Wilson is a small little town that's, uh, it used to have a wool mill. It had a uh, Chevy car lot, <laughs> post office, and a general store. Those are all closed now. The post office moved. Car lot's out of business. So now it's just a spot in the road. You come around a curve, and there was a, like I say, there was a factory there with, that made uh, wool blankets, and that's all shut down now. The grocery store's closed. Um, so it's just really a dot in the road. So what do kids? So so what do kids? Obviously, with the pandemic now, I know they they're not allowed off campus. But yeah. What do they do when they were allowed off campus? When there wasn't a pandemic, where did they go? Yeah, well, we're, it's uh, an area where a lot of people come up there from Florida and other places to get away from the heat in the summer and vacation. Um, we're right on the New River, so there's a lot of and there's a lot of hunting, uh, fishing. Uh, our kids, students, we take them to the river. We go. Uh, the, the Blue Ridge Mountains are right there, so we they do a lot of hiking and things like that, outdoor nature uh, activities with the students at Oak Hill. Uh, we have an equestrian center at Oak Hill, so um, they, they probably got 50 to 60 horses that the kids will wow. trail ride and uh, do those kind of things. My players don't like riding horses. But no, I, I can't. I can never. I could never picture <laughs> one of your star new star players, MJ Rice, and I don't think I could ever picture uh, Carmelo Anthony getting on a horse. I don't think he did. I think I tried to get him to do it once. And, <laughs> you know, he's raised in New York City, and 
and uh, living in Baltimore. I yeah, I don't think he was really keen on that. But no, he, I don't. I can't. I can't. I mean, like you got a guy like Brandon Jennings from California who probably oh that they have. Or, or somebody like a Rod Strickland or even a Jerry Stackhouse. I just cannot envision these 6'5 players getting on the back of a horse. Uh, a few of them have. Most have not. No, I can't. <laughs> I'm scared of them. Hey, hey, let's talk a little bit about this year's uh, team, led by the number 10 junior in the country at MJ Rice. But you've also got quite a few. Uh, since I've been watching the games the last couple days, I've been most impressed with, uh, I believe it's uh, Jalen Ricks and A.J. Uh, Green. Talk about, a little bit about them, because it just seems that this is more than just one superstar. It just seems everybody really has a role on this year's team. Yeah, it's a, and uh, Jalen Ricks has really improved. You know, he was a ju uh, junior last year, came off the bench, didn't start for us, and uh, this year he's a starter, playing about twice the main minutes he did last year, so he's getting a chance to... Uh, shine a little bit, and uh, he's more focal focal point of our offense. And uh, AJ Williams is the his guard, comes off the bench, and is a big time shooter, quick release. And uh, of course, I think our team is really balanced. You know, Caleb Foster, the point guard, is a sophomore, six three, got great size. Yeah. Uh, Cam Carter is another driver slasher. I like him. Great defender. I like him. He's a senior. And uh, Jalen Rick, excuse me, Jalen Reed is about a six. Nine. He's more of a three-four. He used to be about a six-two point guard about a year and a half ago, and he's grown. And uh, so now he's more of a point forward. That's how we play him, and, and uh, he's moved into a starting role too. And then we've got a lot of young kids that come off the bench and help us. And uh, I like the way the team plays on both ends of the floor. They play hard. We don't always play as well as we'd like to play, obviously, as all kids at that age will do. And uh, we have breakdowns and like any other normal team, but we do have a lot of athletes, a lot of talented players, and they like each other. They play well together. They share the ball with each other, and they bought into playing defense. So, you know, right now we're 10-0. We do have some big games coming up, obviously. Yep. This week and on down the line, we're looking forward to. Including Montverde Academy, the number one team in the country, yep. who's won over 35 consecutive games. That will uh, be a challenge for us. And, I, you know, I, I've been – I've certainly been talking to a lot of people about this, saying, you know, well, what makes Oak Hill any different from a Montverde or a La Lumiere that's down here or Sunrise Christian? I think the answer is this team has such great chemistry both on and off the court. I think that's kind of what wins, uh, you know, at, at all costs, Coach. Yeah, it makes a difference if you guys uh, like playing together and, you know, they, they got a mesh and egos don't be a problem, then you've got a chance to be a good team. And this team is has uh, shown that this year. And, uh, you know, Montverde's going to be a tough game for us on Friday. They're just, yep. they're well coached. They've got great size. Yeah, they Kevin does a really good job. Duran inside, which is a handful. We don't have a five-man that's anywhere near his ability. No. We're going to have to, uh, our guards are going to have to play well. We're going to have to make shots. Um, hopefully we can disrupt them a little bit with our quickness. and Because uh, they're really talented, and that's a tall task for us. But, uh, in the third two-minute high school game, you never know. Yeah, so let's kind of, uh, I, I want to kind of shift gears yet again with this um, high, uh, Oak Hill type of thing. And, you know, for years I've always wondered, because you've never actually had in the past probably 20 years, you've never actually had a kid go all four years to the school. Why is it that these players only come in whether it's their junior or senior year? 
hard uh, for a freshman, even a sophomore, unless he's really talented, like Caleb Foster starts for us. Yeah. But it's hard for a young kid to come in to Oak Hill and be patient, uh, you know, and sit behind somebody else that might be a junior or a senior and uh, and play behind them when they're when they're considered to be a Division One kid and they can stay at home and play on a public school and get 20 points a game as a freshman. So, you know, they have to sacrifice. Um, and most kids are not that patient, if you've noticed, and uh, especially nowadays. No. I mean, you see them jumping around. It's odd when you see a top 100 kid go to the same sc- any school for four years. That used to be yeah. what everybody did. Everybody was in the – you went to school and you were there four years, and now the – these kids jump around, and I mean, I've had kids transfer to my school that've been to three or four different schools, and, uh, and they're good players, but they leave for whatever reasons, whether good or bad. But uh, just the way the landscape has changed the last few years, so it's hard for a young kid to come to an Oak Hill, a Montverde, a school like that, unless he's really, really talented uh, and play as a youngster. I mean, the practices are great for him, and they're going against a Division One kid across from him every day in practice, but. That's not good enough for most kids nowadays. They want to play. They want playing time, and their family wants them to play. And so they usually look for a situation where they can play. Not to mention the fact that they've got the academics. Because I remember, uh, as we mentioned before, the first conversation I ever had with you was the uh, arrangement of school, which includes going to school six days a week, including Saturday school. Are you still doing that? Yeah, we go Saturday mornings still. Uh, and they still have to go to the church on the campus? They go to church on Sunday at the Young Chapel Baptist Church. Is on were they Sunday. able to do that? Were you? Did you take the kids to church this past Sunday? And are you going to take them again this coming Sunday, being that you'll be here at this at, at the hotel for the next week? No, and actually this year uh, they have what we've done this year because we don't want to we don't want the kids around church members at all. It's, sure, it's a local church. We've had what we call Vespers every Sunday just for the Oak Hill students in the in the chapel at school and the school chaplain who is the, also the pastor of that church he's in charge of that service so we haven't even been going to the church this year just because and a lot of, there's a lot of elderly people and we don't yeah in case somebody has it we don't want anybody to be infected so sure. but normally yes they go to church there every Sunday and um, you know, we, we're not taking them to church on the road here because we just just because it's in a you know, it's in a pandemic. Well, I know that, yeah, because I know that, and again, I don't want to reveal what, you know, because I know you yourself have been having some personal things that we're obviously not going to talk about. But I, I could definitely say that one of the things that I'm thankful for is the fact that we do have here at the, again, we're here at the NIBC Invitational. We've got number one. We've got number two coming later this week. We'll have number three. You yourself in the top ten of the country. Officially, I think they have you listed, what, number nine, I think? Yeah, I saw something came out today where we were, we jumped to number five. I guess. Yeah, that's about right. So, uh, so what what do you love the most about playing these types of teams? Legacy, and you know, and then you'll have IMG coming up this weekend, and then of course your big showdown with Mott Verd. What, what do you like about this tournament? And we're just grateful during a pandemic that we've got a season this year, and then we've got a season, an event like this where uh, all the best teams have come to one place where we get to play each other. Because I mean, who knew? Two months ago, what was going to happen? And nope. We didn't know if our whole season would get canceled, and we didn't know if we're going to have any games, much less games against you know the top teams in the country. So my guys are excited because they get to play against the best players. Uh, the teams get to play against the best teams. Uh, we as coaches are excited because we get to, we get to go against our friends and our guys that are established in the coaching fraternity. And uh, so it's, it's ended up being a great thing, especially coming to this event. Going to do the same thing at Montverde in a couple of weeks. We're all going down there. 
then we're going to have a conference tournament. So we're all going to play each other two, three. It's, you could play somebody four times this year if you end up going to the Geico Nationals. Yeah. Um, and we could play Montverde here, play him again at Montverde. Could have possibly play him in the conference tournament. Could possibly play him uh, at the Geico Nationals. And so we're going to have some great games and uh, opportunity for these kids to play. Uh, when we didn't think we were going to be able to, is, is a good thing. Well, you, you certainly uh, deserve it right now, I believe. Uh Undefeated at ten and zero, if I'm correct, is that the exact number? I think yes, ten and zero. Uh, and where can um, I always ask this to my guests? Where can people find you on social media, and where can people find the Oak Hill uh, website? Yeah, I'm, I do Twitter and Instagram. It's OHA Coach Smith, and uh, we have a basketball website. It's OakHillHoops.com, and then the school uh, website is Oak-Hill.net, and all of our home games are live streamed for free. Uh, that's at ohaevents.com. So we're pretty uh, fluent in the, in the social media world and try to get the name of Oak Hill out there and, and uh, PR for our players a little bit. Well, I'm hoping uh, someone like myself would uh, be able to do that because as a guy who's basically away from his home in Philadelphia, I'm honored to be a part of this. I'm honored to talk with you. It's a pleasure to chat with you as always. Continue to stay safe and obviously uh, we'll see each other uh, this week at the NIBC Invitational. But uh, Coach uh, Steve Smith of Oak Hill Academy, we thank you for joining us here on The Voice uh, Report. Uh, again, get some rest. Uh, continue to uh, to stay safe and we'll definitely catch up with you uh, this week. All right. Thank you, Jacob. All right. That's, again, Steve Smith from Oak Hill, uh, the basketball coach out of Oak Hill Academy. They're in action again all week long here at the NIBC Invitational in Springfield, Virginia.